have said we believe it and it is done you said let there be light and there was light whatever you said that was it you didn't say it with the ability of the receiver in mind but you said it with your ability in mind this blessed morning all we came to do is to believe and to receive it and Lord that is all that we have said in our song of prayer to you that you said it and we believe it and that you said it and it is done let somebody leave here with a testimony lord the testimonies that we have heard are evidence of the fact that you are with us and evidence of the fact that you are working all we need to do is to believe it and to receive it and so we say that we believe it and we receive it bless your word bless our service this morning let no worshiper online or in-house be the same let your name be glorified bless us this week bless us this month let the overflow mandate work in our lives you said it i believe it can take your seat you said it it is done you said it the last time you said it I believe it you said it it is done how many of you believe that whatever God has said it is done how many of you believe it you see you have no business being in church if you don't believe what God says because listen to me the church is not an entertainment center yeah it may some may have turned around but the original intent of the church is a gathering place for spiritual transactions hallelujah so anytime you are going to church now i will not stop saying it that anytime you are going to church your only agenda must be lord as i go by the time i'm coming let me be better than i came psalm 84 and verse number seven look at psalm 84 and verse number seven i mean amazing testimonies yesterday when sister sally she's called sally quartin and she's always online she's an online member from a far country in africa of course she comes in and out of the united states she went to have that surgery, that brain tumor surgery in India during the times of COVID. And when she was going for it, they, the doctors told her it is 50-50. Your chance of survival is 50-50. So it was a matter of saying goodbye to her family 
and then not knowing whether she was coming back or not. And then we prayed. And I told her, you will return. And she went back after a very successful brain tumor surgery in India. Now she went, after three months, she went for review. And they said, the tumor is growing again. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine the devastation? And then, but she's always on the prayer line. She's all the way in Africa. But she's always on the prayer line. And there was something that she said in the testimony that I think uh, Bennett forgot. She said that even if I missed it, I will go back to the recorded version and I will listen to it and I will do exactly what it was. You see, the problem of the church, it's not that God doesn't want to do. The problem is we don't want to do our responsibility. That is the problem. That is the only problem. We don't want to do our portion. We want God to spoon feed us. But anytime God spoon feeds you, whatever he gives you, will be an irresponsible blessing. It will, it will not last. Anytime you receive an irresponsible blessing, it doesn't last. I can give you an example. Can you do something about the echo for me? Maybe you should mute all other lines or something. Now, anytime, I think it's better. Now, anytime you receive an irresponsible blessing, it cannot last. Go and ask Adam. Adam received an irresponsible blessing. He had not worked for anything. He was just created. Everything was available. And God said, possess everything. He abused it. He, didn't, he, he, he had not gone through the process. That is why the last Adam in the form of Jesus Christ, when he came, he was full God, full man, but he had to be born as a baby and go through the process to be responsible. That is why Jesus couldn't fail God. Because he had gone through the process. He was now responsible. Anytime God gives you anything that, ladies and gentlemen, your involvement is not in. In fact, even salvation, as free as salvation is, your responsibility is to receive and believe it. Otherwise, why is it that salvation is free but people are going to hell? Because they cannot receive it and they cannot believe it. It is so simple. But they cannot receive it. Even though salvation, you didn't pay for it. And it is eternal because it has been done once and for all. There will not be any other sacrifice for salvation. It behoves on you and I to receive it and believe it before we become saved. So anything that God does for you. They go from strength to strength. Each one, every one of them. So we can come as a family. But when we come and we are living, they go from strength to strength. Each one of them in Zion that appears before the Lord. So anytime we come before the Lord like this, we can come as a family. But our needs are not the same. You got to understand that. As we are here, you may be here with your husband. You may be here with your wife. Maybe your wife is believing God for healing. Maybe you're also believing God for a new job. So even though we came as the Japan family, our, our needs are different. Do you understand? Sometimes people go like, well, I, 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 I'm doing this. I, I, I'm doing what well, my wife would do it for me or my husband would do it. No! When it comes to our work with God, it is very, very individualistic. Did you not read, Lois, that he said that two will be lying on the bed. I'll take one and I'll leave the other. Two lying on the bed, he's talking about a couple. He said, I will take one and I'll leave the other. God deals with us individually. You must understand that and walk with God and live with God in that perspective. Otherwise, you may never get anything from him. Now, she went for the surgery 
And then, after three months, she went for the review. And then they told her that the brain tumor that you have spent thousands and huge investment to get is now coming back. Very devastating. I love something that she did. She didn't even tell me. She took the faith messages. And she took the communion. And listen, how many of you remember the testimony of Sister Queer's husband who came here for the first time and then we were taking communion? And then she said, he said, I had never gotten the understanding like this. And it was a mystery that was downloaded to me. God is my eternal witness. I never read it in any book. I was just praying and the Lord told me that the communion is always neutral. What you want, you say it over it and it happens. I said, I never read this one anywhere. And the Lord started teaching me the parallelism of truth. That you understand, certain things are parallel. Truth is parallel. And the Lord was telling me, anytime you take the communion, because the Lord was now saying that if the communion will do the same thing, the same thing for everybody, if the communion is giving babies, sir, you don't need babies at this time of your life, do you? You don't need it. So if, then there will be chaos. There will, be, there will be trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? So at this time, maybe he is believing God for supernatural strength. At this time, somebody too is believing God for a God-ordained husband. So, and listen, he was believing God for breakthrough in academics to receive scholarship. As I'm talking with you right now, he's online. He's in Missouri. Fully, fully sponsored PhD. The communion. That little bottle. He, that little thing that we bring along. You know, when we pray over it, it is not that little thing again. Now, whatever you say on it, that is what happens. Because when God gives you anything, and please, I have said this over and over, and listen to me. When God gives you anything, it is neutral. That is why 10,000 babies born today, they are all neutral. I'll explain it. They all eat the same food, which is called milk, breast milk. It is as they are growing, then human beings dictate who they become. Because when God gives you anything, that thing is neutral. So God gives you the communion, it is neutral. You look at the communion. You don't say that this one is bread and drink. You don't say that this one is a snack. You take the communion. You say, Lord, this is your express body and your express blood. I am believing it for this and that and that. And you take it. And since February... She started taking the communion every blessed morning. She said, I don't miss the part of the communion. She said, I always pray it. And then she will say that, Lord, what you have started, perfect it. And then she will say that, Lord, I receive my full healing. I receive, that is all the prayers. She said, Lord, thank you for completing my healing. I speak over this communion for my full recovery. And then she will take it. She never went for any therapy. She never went for any medication. She just took the supernatural therapy, which is the communion. Nine months when she went, just this past Monday, when she, she sent me, she sent me, I, I sent it to you, right? She sent me the two reports side by side. It's not like she's saying it. She sent me the two reports side by side. This one said that the, the same place. Not like different, different places that you say that maybe these people, they didn't see. The same place, the same people, they said that the tumor is growing. This other place, I mean, the next time after nine months, they said that there is no traces. There is no, tra it's not like it has stopped growing. There is no trace of it. 
We have keys. So, listen. Listen, let me tell you something. Solomon, if the church, there is no power in the church, what is the essence of being a believer? Now, you have to think about it. Is it just an association of people that come together to worship an unknown God or something? No! We are supposed to be the light of the world. We are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We determine what, listen, we bring taste. What does salt do? That's two major things. Salt always brings taste and it always brings preservation. You go to a place, people are dying, that death must stop. You see, that is why when the Lord sent me in the heighten of COVID, go and lay hands on people that had COVID. I wasn't bothered. I went, and they will tell you, she was one of them. I went, I laid my hands on her and I said, COVID, come out of them. Because we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. Why are we misrepresenting our God? We are misrepresenting our God. Because we don't want to be responsible. And we are not doing what we are supposed to do. So what, you see, when, when sometimes, eh, do you know that in the winter season, when the weather is very cold, they always advise that in the middle of the night, leave your tap flowing a little. Why do they say that? Elder, so that to avoid freezing inside the tube. Because if, it, if there is freezing in, when you open, it won't come. The tube will be there. The tap will be there. You will have a bucket. You will have a cup. You have everything. You want the water. You open it. It is frozen. There is a choke. Hallelujah. Our inability to be responsible with what God tells us chokes the word. It freezes the word in the tube. So the world, Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse number 19, the endless expectation of all the creation. Look at it. For the endless expectation of all the creation is waiting for the sons of God manifestation. We as believers, they are waiting for us because we are the preservatives and we are the taste. Without us, there is no taste in the world. Without us, there is no preservation in the world. The reason why the devil cannot annihilate the whole world now is because of the presence of believers. When the rapture happens and Christians are taken away, the Holy Spirit will be taken away. Then the devil will begin to massacre. Bible said that at that time, people will be running for death. They say, death, I've come. Death said, no, no, no. You got to go through the trouble. Hallelujah. Don't be, you see, and one of the scriptures that I found when I was preparing, the, the, the Lord ministered it to me. Sometimes, when we don't do what we are supposed to do, there are other people Huh? other people that suffer not us alone hallelujah god can do anything you only have to believe yeah you had the testimony of sister patience she said for months probably six or more months she has been having this pain here within the mantle service i believe that somebody may not even know where his mantle or her mantle is you see but you you you, you listen Shh. jemima listen to me Whenever the word comes, it falls on four grounds. I think I've already explained this before. It falls on four grounds. It is only one of the four that becomes profitable. So when the message is being preached like this, everybody may hear it, but only probably one-fourth will manifest it. Why must it be so? When everything is made available to all of us, you got to believe it. Now, when you believe it, it may not be instantly, but once you believe it, it will deliver. When we were in Clarksville, I did a demonstration that I don't even know where that wisdom came from. 
Because as I was there, the mind came. Now, so this is it. Elder, can you bring... No, I want uh, Mr. Brighton, you come. I want somebody who is very huge and tall than me. Now, I want you to come. Now, and come and come. Come and hold this one for me here. Now, I want you to watch it very well. Sir, stand this way. Come and stand here. Now, hold this one for me. Now, bring it to my mouth. So, face me, sir. So, now, this is how it is. Huh? Believing the word. I'm going to demonstrate what it means when we say believe the word. Now, so, here I am. And then, I have received the word of healing. Now, the situation of sickness is so surmountable, unsurmountable, bigger than me. So now I have received the word of healing. Holding on to the word of healing means that I am using the word to choke the situation. Now, in choking the situation, the situation will also not allow. But unfortunately, the situation cannot choke me. But the situation can buffet me. So the situation will be pressing me. Do you understand? Yeah. I may feel very uncomfortable. As the word came that you are healed, then it looks like the thing, because listen, the moment the word came, hold on, the moment the word came that I am healed, the, and I hold on, I receive it, and I say I receive it, and I believe it, it comes, to the, it, it comes to choke that situation. Do you understand it? So now, the word will be choking the life out of that situation. In order for the situation to still prevail, the situation will still be buffeting you. So the word came that you are healed, and all of a sudden, it's like the moment the word came, the sickness now became more, more, more intense. The moment the word came that this man, God is going to bless you financially. It's like that time. Now all the financial doors are closed. They even tell you that, hey, we are going to reduce your hours of job. At work. If you are not careful, they might even tell you that we are sacking you from work. Because, do you know what? Because as you are holding on to the word, the word is suffocating and choking the issue. Do you understand? And so in order for the issue to also penetrate, because now there is a battle between the issue and you. You want to push the issue away. The issue say, I got to stay. So what it does is that, now as long as I hold on here, the issue will also be buffeting my body. But let me ask you, as the judges, if I keep on holding this, and then this one keep pressing me, who will let go? Who will let go? Come on, who will let go? Because I am using the word to kill the life out of the situation. So sometimes the situation will still be lingering. But you see, the problem is that sometimes people get to a place and they go like, no, I, I don't think I can continue. No, hold me, don't leave me. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, now there's a battle between the receiver of the word and the situation. Uh -huh. So the, 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 you are holding on to the word. I cannot be sick. The more you are saying, I cannot be sick, the more the pain is increasing. Because now, the word is killing this. Whenever you say, I cannot be sick, it, uh, the, the word kills it a little. It chokes it. The more you confess it, the more it chokes it. So as you are confessing and choking it, it will also say, I got to free myself. I got to get some light. He cannot remove my hands. So what you do is that he will start pressing. But keep on holding the word. You keep on holding the word. When you hear, it is well with you. And then you move out and it looks like things are not exactly as it is. Don't let go of the word. Keep on holding the word. You see, when we say believing the word, we are talking about running with the word. 
You say that, listen, it is my month of overflow. It doesn't matter. Maybe they have even brought me an eviction notice. But it is my month of overflow. You keep confessing it. You keep holding on to it. Now, at a point in time, one has to let go. When you keep on holding it, the word will prevail. Acts chapter 19 verse 20. Look at Acts chapter 19 verse 20. He said, so mightily grew the word. So the word was growing. As you kept pronouncing it, sometimes you feel like giving up. But as you kept declaring it, then the word is increasing. The word, what it means by the word mightily grew means that it gave you the tenacity to keep holding on. So as you keep confessing it, not that you confess it once, every morning you wake up, it is my month of overflow. You hear something on the prayer line, you don't disdain it. You don't look at it as, oh, a word from the pastor. You know, nowadays maybe they are even preaching for money. Preaching for money? Brothers and sisters, you keep holding the word. I believe the word. I receive it. You will have your twins. Maybe you are 62. You are 70. I believe. Hey! Bible said that Abraham believed against hope. He believed against hope. And in the process of time, after 25 years, the issue gave way. For Abraham to become a father. And let me tell you something. When Abraham became a father, when the issue let go, after the death of Sarah, Abraham gave birth to five other children. Let me tell you, keep holding on to the word. One got to let go. The word came. All of a sudden, things became more difficult. Keep on holding on to the word. Keep holding on to the word. Don't let go. You will not die of that sickness. Believe it. I keep on saying over here, even if you are one step away from shame, the Lord will intervene. Believe it. You got to believe it. Look at all the testimonies that came. You said it. I said it as just a microphone, like the way Kana is holding the microphone for me. But I said the word of God. And he who pronounced the word in my spirit will confirm it. When you believe it. So you hold on to the word. The word let the word grow. Let the word grow. Your wife may tell you, hey, buddy, this thing ain't working. Look at Job and his wife. Job kept on holding to the word and the faith. The wife said, my friend, you better curse God and die. You better go and find another result. To curse God and die means go and find another result. Go and find another alternative. Stop following these things. These things, they are not working. They will tell you. The world will tell you because as he's holding on to me, he will influence people around him to also increase my inability to receive. Keep holding on to the word. Keep suffocating the word. And as you keep holding on to the word and you keep suffocating it, a time will come. If you don't let go, the issue will say that now, it's okay. The issue will say now, I am tired and it will be like this. And Bible said that at that time, Ladies and gentlemen, you will now become an example unto the saints. You will now become an example unto the saints. Keep holding on to the word. Everybody, God bless you. Everybody can talk against the performance of the word. Keep holding on to it. Because the word of God doesn't fail. God is not a liar. We are too small and too insignificant for God to lie to us. In the world. No. It is like me lying to my daughter Zoe. What would he do? It, it, it is so insignificant. Do you understand? Everything that prince the Lord has said, 
He is committed to it. He is committed to the performance of it. We got to be responsible. We got to be responsible. We got to be responsible. And responsibility comes by receiving and believing. Receiving and believing. It is my month of overflow. How many of you believe it? Sometimes when the word comes, then the devil will be giving you another doctrine. The devil will be telling you, what do they mean by overflow? Are they talking about money? Then it means that they are preaching prosperity message. That you see, let me, listen, you got to be always one step ahead of the enemy. Because the greatest thing that the enemy will fight in your life is the word. And the ability for your soil to receive the word. The devil doesn't fight the word. He does not. James chapter 2 says that, I think verse 19. He said that they hear the word. They tremble. They tremble. Satan himself trembles. How much more the witches and the wizard apprentices? Satan himself trembles. The apprentices, my goodness. They are like sawdust. Thou believest that there is one God, the word. You do well. The devils also believe and they tremble. How come we, to whom the word has come, we don't believe it? Amen. Amen. And Bible said that if the salt loses its taste, it is cast out and we trample over it. Yeah. That is why the world is trampling over the church. The world is trampling over the church. I saw um, a, CCT, a CCTV recording recently about a lady that an arm robber went into her shop. And then when, I think in one of the states, when the arm robber went in, he pointed the gun at the lady. He said, give me all the money. And the lady said, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. And the guy was trembling. And the gun fell. I saw it live. The gun fell. And the guy, as a dog, that has been shouted at and yelled at, with his tail inside his legs, started running away. Wow. Amen. Amen. How many of us will have a dream? I said that I want to have one dream where a demon will be chasing me. Unfortunately, if somebody wakes me up, I will pray to God and say that, Lord, I have an unfinished business in the spiritual realm. I will, I will sleep again and dream and go and pursue that devil and finish that business. Yeah. You see, we don't know who we are. If we know who we are, we will know what to do. We will know the power of believing and the power of receiving the word. Wherever you are, you may even be the least, but you are the decision maker there. Genesis chapter 39. Bible said that, can we start reading from verse number one? Bible said that Joseph had been sold into slavery. He had been sold in, and Joseph was brought down. Look at the word, down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the world, captain of the guard, an Egyptian. Look at the definition of the owner of Joseph. Bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelite. He had gone through a transition of going down, 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 down. At this time, Joseph had been denied his education. He had been denied his family. He had been denied everything. He was a nobody on a land. That was con he was considered as a slave. Anybody could kill him and go free. Nobody would be accountable. That was what he was. But Bible says that 
they brought him down theater verse number two look at it and the lord was with joseph and made him a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master the egyptian verse number three says that and his master saw that the lord was with him and that the lord made all that he did prosper the prosperity was not a result of how intelligible his master was or the geographical location it was because there was a covenant person in there remember i remember when i was working the professional world when i left ladies and gentlemen uh, that sickness what is the name ebola ebola broke out there somebody may say it was coincidence me i know it wasn't coincidence i sit in the aircraft and i'm not talking to you from the perspective of a pastor I sit in the aircraft and I tell myself, because of course I can't say, if they allow me, I'll say it. But they won't allow you. So I say inside myself, I said that everybody here is safe. And I say, they are safe because of me. Because in the book of Acts chapter 27, there was an overhaul of the sea. When they were taking, hey, they were taking Paul as a prisoner. And the, earth, the, the sea said, my goodness, we will revenge. There was chaos and anarchy. That night, the captain had learned oceanology. All the people that were on board, they knew how to navigate through storms. But ladies and gentlemen, none of those things were working. And Bible says that Paul was inside. And the angel of the Lord, whose he was, came and stood by him. And he said, Paul, tell the people that are with you. are a prisoner. He was the least. If there was anybody that they should offload into the sea, it is poor that they offload. You are a prisoner. You are nobody. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may find yourself, you see, you may find yourself at a place and the devil will tell you that you, you don't even have education. You, you can't even speak well. You, you can't do this. You, you can't do that. It is not about your capacity and your ability. It is about who has chosen you. Amen. That is what changes you. Sometimes you'll be driving. You can drive a Cadillac or whatever. Mercedes-Benz, G-Wagon. You can drive the most expensive car. But ladies and gentlemen, when you get to the red light, you'll stop. <laughs> we won't say that you are driving a car plated with uh, 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 diamonds. So when you get there, pass. When it is red, you will stop. But when an ambulance, which is 22 years old, Gets there and said, real, real, real. And even the real, real, real is not coming well. It will pass because it is not about the container, it is about who owns the container. That is what makes the changes. I don't know why I'm preaching this message, but maybe I may be talking to somebody. Nowadays, I see that sometimes I prepare a message when I can, the Holy Ghost takes it to another dimension. You must believe God. Listen, listen, give me Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13, 14, and 15. Let me start from verse number 15. Look at verse number 15. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 15, before I come down. Neither do men light a candle and put it upon under a bushel, but on a candlestick that it may give light to all those that are in the house. Verse number 16. A city set on a hill. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that people may see your good words. Verse number 17. Look at verse 17. Give me, there is a verse, I think verse number 14 or so. He said, a city set on a hill. Uh-huh. 
Verse 14. You are the light of the world. Best. A city set on a hill cannot what? Come on, tell me, cannot what? Uh huh. When you are walking and the sun is up, can it be hidden? Uh huh. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Why is it that we are hidden? Because we don't even know that we are a city set on a hill. Because we can't believe and we can't receive. Keep holding on to the word. You keep holding on to the word. The second problem that I've seen, apart from not being able to hold on to the word, is that unfortunately, the people don't even know what the word is. They don't know what the word is. People don't even have time for the word of God anymore. People wake up, they are on the move. Barely will you find believers studying the word of God. Now, people will study all manner of things. They will study all the algorithms of programming. They will study all the, uh, 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 all the whatever of finances. They will study all the everything of estate management. They are gurus in estate management. But they are babes. They are nephews in the word that is able to give them an inheritance amongst the saints. Your certificate doesn't guarantee an inheritance. Ha! It is the word you know that delivers an inheritance in your life amongst the saints. That is why here when we come, my goodness, I don't just wake up to come and then give something. I take my time, Lord. What is it that you want for us? Hey, we got to be fed with strong meat. Not with milk. Boy, we can, I'm telling you, we can give a lot of motivational messages. You will sit here for 24 hours. Motivation, you will listen, listen, listen. You won't want to go. But motivation will not motivate the devil to leave you. It is revelation that will bring revolution against the devil. When you receive one revelation, when, whenever you, you hear that there is a revolution that has taken place in another country, they have overthrown the government, it means that they got wind of an information that other people they didn't have. They say, hey! No, 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 no. We cannot settle for this. Take your arms. Hey, 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 hey. The next moment, revelation has brought revolution. There is freedom. We don't even know what the word says about us. We are always on the move. And fortunately too, when we have the privilege of receiving seasoned word, you see, <laughs> the devil is so cunning and very wise. We don't like that one. No, we don't like that. He preaches a hard message. Hey, one day in John chapter 6, Jesus preached a message from verse number 66 downwards. Bible said that all his disciples left him. The church became empty. Only the 12 were remaining. And Jesus asked them, would you also leave? Hallelujah. Sometimes people go to a place that the Lord has positioned them. The word is coming. They said, oh, no, 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 this word. Now when you preach certain messages, they will classify you as a legalistic preacher. They will say that you are being judgmental. But Paul himself said that if we, do not judge, if we judge ourselves, the Lord will not judge us. So as we are going, we let the word work on us. You see, the word, work on me. Lord, let the word wash me. Let it give me a word bath. Let it give me a word bath. And then you find, listen, in our generation now, we have no excuse to fail. If you take your search engine right now, 
you go to Google, you go to DuckDuck, you go to all those search engines, and then you say, scriptures on healing. We are too lazy. Hey! We are lazy. We, there is no generation that is as lazy as us. We don't want to work. Oh. We don't want to work. Drive through, drive through, drive through. If, there are places that they even have drive through communion. So they have been eating the communion since they were in diapers. But there is no change. So when you tell them about the mystery of the communion, they look at you like that. What is he talking about? But ladies and gentlemen, if we would take time and walk with the Lord, spend time with the Lord. Okay, as for Sundays, I'll go to church. But the midweek, let the, let the um, department workers go. But as for the midweek, sister, maybe it is that midweek that your angel is coming. Because Bible says that, I'm not saying that when you are working, go and cancel it. No. But if you are not, Amen. Amen. I'm just trying, ladies and gentlemen, to let you know why we are not shining. Because we have the light, but the oil to sponsor the light is dry. Because the oil is a product of how much you know. Didn't the Bible say that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you all things? The Holy Spirit is the source of the oil. Now he is teaching you. You have the light. But the oil, that must fuel the light. If you like, let us pull this plug here and see if we'll have light. So the light will be there, beautiful. But the connection, the power to supply is not there. We don't know. We don't know what we have. Because we are lazy. But if we would take time, you go to the search engine, you have an issue. And sometimes, you see, the problem is that people don't want to hear the truth. That is the third point. Maybe I'm giving some points, right? That is the keys. God bless you. I love you. Listen, maybe that is the third key I'm giving. The third key is that people don't want to what? Huh? Hear the truth. Sometimes you preach the truth. If I preach about Titan right now, People will say that, no, 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 no. He's money conscious. But ladies and gentlemen, you check through the Bible. And I always tell you, except it is not in the Bible. If I preach anything and it is in the Bible, and you take it, it will bless you. People don't want the truth because, listen, the truth is always painful. The truth is always painful. The truth will always take from you before it gives you. Listen, what do I mean by the truth will always take from you before it gives you? The truth, what the truth comes to do is that the truth always works in two ways. Number one, it is, a, it is that thing that we spray on grass and then it dies. The weeds inside, the weedy side. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is one, uh, um, I think, brand of it, right? Yeah, but the general name is weedy side. When you spray it on it, the weeds can die out of what you want. What you want. Now, when the weeds are dying, the same thing that you sprayed on and the weeds are dying, it will also fertilize the ground for what you want to grow. That is what the truth does. When the truth comes, what it does is that it begins to cut you. It begins to cut what you don't like from you. And so it becomes painful. Now, I don't want to hear this part of the message. No, 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 no. Pastor can preach everything, but don't let him preach about holiness. No, no. I will feel uncomfortable. So you go there and then, you know, 
No, that church, if you go holy, 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 this holy, holy issue, as if we are not human beings. You see, you got to understand that we are human beings. And as human beings, you know, sometimes human beings and human beings and human beings don't die as a human being, die as a spirit man. Praise the name of Jesus. So sometimes, the third reason is that people don't like the truth. They want you to sugarcoat it. You just, okay, pastor, you present it in a way. And then, when they take the sugar-coated word, then they will lick the sugar and leave the real pill behind. I'll say it again. When we were growing up, there used to be some medication that we used to take. Because they were very bitter. They would coat it. They would film it. And the film on it is very sweet. So sometimes you put it in your mouth, it is like candy. But you have to swallow it. Oh. If you don't swallow it and the sugary part goes, that is when you will know that there is trouble that you are carrying into your system. And so sometimes they want the word to be sugar-coated. And then when you give them the word, they will lick all the sugar one. I receive it. You will not die premature. I receive it. You will not be broke. I receive it. The sugar one we like. But when you come to the point of saying that you will not die young, so from today, connect to the word. They say, that, no, 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 that one is difficult. That one is a very bitter part. I don't like that one. I like the sweet part. I like the sweet part. But they only use the sweetness to quote the reality. Remember what I told you last week, Sunday. Whenever you receive a message and the what must I do does not come in, it is waste. Because what are you going to do with it? They tell you, this is what is yours. That is what is yours. You say that I receive it, I believe it, and keep it. But the next thing that you must ask yourself in Acts chapter 2, verse 36 and 37, when the people preach about the power in Jesus Christ and how Jesus came to die to save us, the people said, therefore, let all the house of Israel, and this, verse number 37 and 38, look at 37 and 38. Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, brethren, men and brethren, what shall we do? That is where the keys are delivered. What shall we do? What shall we do? What must I do to become this? So people don't like the truth. Believers don't like the truth. Because the truth is always a bitter pill. But it is the truth that also makes us free. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, brothers and sisters, this thing that we are preaching, we started preaching it when we were in a home cathedral. The church is a mega church. Say amen. amen. This church is a mega church. Say amen. amen. A time is coming now. The security team were telling me certain things. This morning they came to my office. They said that no, no, no. Even if we do this and do that and do that and do this and that and that, this and that and that. Now the issue has to do with how we are expanding. Do you understand what I'm saying? The church is a mega church. Very soon, eh? And take it from me. The market. Very soon, when, we are, when you are coming to church, you have to register online and reserve a seat. That is what they do in Joseph Prince Church. If you don't register, you won't go and get a seat. We are coming there. I'm not talking about numbers, but I'm talking about a hunger for the truth that will gravitate people towards it. And so when, you see, when you have the opportunity of receiving it, don't be playing on and off. You know, today I feel like Tomorrow, I don't feel like. How many of you have gone to the hospital and then Esther, you have been given a course of medication and they say, take this medicine. 
two times a day, morning and evening, morning and evening, Tayo, morning and evening, for seven days, and you'll be fine. And then you took it first morning, second morning, third morning, fourth morning. You said that I'm tired. They told you to take it how many days? Seven days. You took it three days. You said that I'm okay. I won't take it again. The sickness may come back. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then there are some people too, when they take the medication, they take it in the morning, the evening, they won't take it. The next morning, they can take it. That one too, it won't work. And that is how sometimes we want to receive the truth. We want to take some out. But all the keys, all the keys are needed. Hallelujah. Amen. I will preach my message on Wednesday. Close your eyes. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know the, the theme of the message I've preached. But find a theme for it. Maybe keys. You can find a theme for it. Uh, mysteries. After service, come and tell me the theme that the Lord gave you. But I will preach the message I was going to preach today on Wednesday. Because once I prepare the message, I have to preach it all. <laughs> because it denied me of five hours of sleep. So I won't let it be in the book. <laughs> I'll preach it on Wednesday. I promise you in the name of Jesus. Principles of overflow. I'll preach it on Wednesday. Close your eyes. <laughs> and, and Thursday. God, yes, and Thursday in Classville. God bless you. I want you to pray. Father, help me. Help me to work with these keys. To be responsible. I don't even remember the point. To be responsible. To believe the word. To receive the word. To swallow the raw pill. Sometimes as you start initiating the word, I demonstrated it here. The issue will be becoming worse. Keep holding the word. Don't stop what you are you doing. Because at that time, you have given a temporal relief for a permanent problem. Don't stop it. The word of God can't lie. When you keep holding on, even though the situation doesn't look palatable, at a point, the issue will give up. When you give up, in the infantile stage, you have rather empowered the issue to grow and become worse. Now, it may look like you have a temporary relief. But brothers and sisters, it will be a temporary relief for a permanent problem. And sometimes when you tell the truth as raw as it is, that is the, the fourth point I gave. People don't like it. Don't say it that way. But brothers and sisters, until sometimes we grind the medication and give you, it won't work instantly. I want you to pray. I don't know what you heard. I'm going to go back and listen to this message and work on myself. But you have been privileged to hear it firsthand. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. We, we are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Why is it that we are being hidden? Because the oil, the source, if the light is not coming and it is dark, we don't need the flashlight again. The light is not coming. The batteries inside the light are dead. And they are not showing up. We cast it somewhere and we begin to find some, some small light somewhere. 
or we begin to find somebody's waist and put our hands and say that sister carry me as i hold on to uh, uh, your belt i want you to lift up your voice and pray lord help me lord help me lord help me give me grace to walk with you in a responsible way give me grace give me grace give me grace Our give me John chapter 1 verse 14. John chapter 1 verse 14. Can you open your eye? I'll give you this last scripture. Now pray with you and I'll take the communion, take an offering. That'll be out of here. Look at the scripture for once. Jimam, are you here? He says that and the word Solomon was made flesh i've already spoken about that that we made the word flesh and it dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father now look at the last statement Marshall. he said full of grace and full of what flow with me germany he said full of what and Wait, listen, now people want the grace aspect, but they don't want the truth aspect. Yeah. We want everybody to preach the grace aspect. But you can't have grace without the truth because it is the truth that bears the grace. Neither can you receive the grace. No, sorry, neither can you receive the truth without grace because grace quotes the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? The kingdom in which we are, huh? Marida, look at it. He said that it is full of grace and then truth. We can't divorce one from the other. Grace is needed so that we can receive the truth and walk with the truth. Grace becomes the vehicle by which the truth can be executed. And then the truth is what will give credence to grace because without the truth where lies the grace let's close our eyes father mighty name of jesus we thank you for today we know you have spoken to us and your word has an impact in different dimensions let nobody remain the same let no one remain the same you have already declared that it is our month of the overflow we believe it anybody here or anybody online that is sick the mighty name of jesus christ i stand as a prophet of god bible says that if anybody will speak let him speak as an oracle of god i speak as an oracle of god with the unction of the most high god representing god as an ambassador of heaven and you demons and you devils a new manner of whatever in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus. Come out of them! Come out of them! Come out of them! 
you spirit of migraine you spirit of mental instability and is and and, and and mental troubles and problems depression anxiety suicidal tendencies all manner of devilish oppressions come out of them in jesus name i command you in the mighty name of jesus come out of them in jesus name come out of the minds of the people of god everywhere in your body that is suffering from sicknesses and diseases i speak in the mighty name of jesus right now let the power of the holy ghost meet you wherever you are receive the healing in jesus name receive the healing in jesus name i command age long sicknesses to depart out of your body i pray right now chronic diseases terminal diseases issues that doctors say can only be managed and cannot be healed right now in the name of jesus the same jesus that did it for sally the same jesus that did it for other people that you have heard it the same jesus that did it for sister patience i command in his name let that disease go 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 anybody listening to me you have an issue financial issue you have an issue academic issue trouble whatever bible says that in the overflow there is rest i speak rest over your life in the mighty name of jesus christ i declare rest in your home i declare rest in your marriage i declare rest over your children i declare rest around you receive it in jesus name and now i release the blessings of god over the house and over the church and over everybody online may the lord bless you say i receive it may the lord empower you may the lord honor you may the lord enlarge you may the lord expand you may the lord beautify your life he will make your life beautiful you will not be put to shame you will not be disgraced from today may the lord give you the grace to walk with him in truth and in grace in the mighty name of jesus anything that has been an age-long stumbling block it is not allowing you to go right now i empower the word of faith that you have believed let go now in jesus name let go now in jesus name let go now in jesus name i declare you are blessed i declare you are favored the lord will honor you the lord will make you indeed a city set on a hill and you cannot be hidden receive it in jesus name i declare you are blessed shout me a believing i receive it and say me a believing amen let us quickly take our communion before we took our offering now listen you have heard the testimony of the communion she took it consistently with understanding and meaning for nine months now listen to me everybody watch me his rental is just one minute this is very very important that listen listen don't let anybody lie to you that you cannot take the communion listen to me i've already thought about the communion i'm not going to teach it now maybe another time but the only thing that stops anybody from taking the communion is when you are not born again apart from that and listen to me maybe i'll just give you a summary listen the communion is what helps us to walk with god it is not our walk with god that qualifies the communion it is the communion that qualifies our walk with god it is the body and the blood. Everything that I've talked about the communion is summarized in this statement that I'm making. 
It is the communion, the body, the Lord's Supper, the body and the blood that qualifies our work with God. It is not our work with God that qualifies our ability to take it. The day that they were taking it. When Jesus broke the bread, Charles, who was the first person he gave it to? Judas Iscariot. He broke it. He gave it to Judas Iscariot. After they had eaten, he said that, you full of your master, go and do the bidding of your master. Judas was full of Satan himself. Jesus gave him the communion. Because Jesus was intending that at least by eating the body and the blood, it should bring you some conviction. But Judas had gotten to the state of a reprobate mind. Nothing could bring him back. He had gotten to a place that he was now called. Uh, 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 what is the word that the King James even used? I love it. He, 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 he was now the son of perdition. Irrecoverable damage. He had been totaled. So the communion could not even convict him. What the communion does is that it brings us conviction. One of the things it does, it brings us conviction. When you keep taking the communion, a time will come. When you want to even go and drink, you realize that the scent of alcohol. Hmm, 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 hmm. And then they say that, ah, brother, but were you not the one that was drinking VC10 with us? He said, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I never knew that this thing smells like that. What happened? The communion inside you opened you up for the reality. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. there are certain addictions they will never go except the communion keeps entering into your system don't you, you see they have denied the church of the power the church has been denied of the power so the person is dealing with addiction there is nothing give me john chapter 6 and verse number 51 let me let me let me just summarize this communion issue john chapter 6 verse 51 jesus said i am the living bread which came down from heaven if any man eat this bread he shall live forever and the bread that i will give is my flesh now look at the last statement which i will give for the life of the world there is something called the life of the world it is not the life of the kingdom we have the life of the kingdom and the life of the world the life of the world includes sicknesses it includes poverty it includes shame it includes failure it includes addiction that all those things and more are the life of the world. But Jesus said, the communion that I give to you, he said that I will give for the life of the world. That statement means exchange. That statement means exchange. So, Mashal, you want to hold this one for me? So, Mashal, come. Can you come just for a second? Watch this as we take the communion. The reason why the communion is so powerful. Emanis, are you here? Now watch it. So now, this is the life of the world okay and this is jesus sorry this is jesus and this is his body and he's giving me a child of god i belong to him he's giving me his body and he said that i give it for the life of the world it means that as a child of god there can come to a point in time in your life Dorcas, where you have manifestation of the life of the world in you You'll be stealing small, small. Small, small lust. Small, small anger. Small, small this. When you are angry, everything in the house cry. Even the cats will be trying to find some bed under to go and hide. 
it can carry a whole TV that you have bought for $900 and grind the life of the world. And sometimes when you finish, you say, oh Lord, I don't even know what happened. It is the life of the world. You have it in you. Look at the scripture. He said, Jesus speaking to the church and to the Jews. He said, I give you my body, my flesh for the life of the world. So here am I, a child of God. I'm dealing with this addiction. When I try to let go, he said, I won't go. We are married. I said, please, Mr. Sin. Mr. Sin, I don't want you again. I divorce you. He said, I will marry you. So I have the life of the world. And then Jesus came. And Jesus said, listen, I may not be with you, but I will leave you with something which when you believe, it becomes me in you. He said, it is called the communion. He said, I give it to you for the life of the world. So here you are. You are a child of God. Anytime you take the communion, the communion comes into you. You can't have this and this. He said, I give it to you for. So when he gives it to you, he takes. For means exchange. So he gives you this for this. Then Jesus takes this and he crushes it. So the more you eat the communion, the more you take the body and the blood. That is why in this church on the prayer line, we take the communion every day. We take it every day on the prayer line. We start our day with the communion. Those of you that are not coming on, you are missing. We take it. So at a point in time, you realize that the thing that you used to do, you are not doing it anymore. I love the testimony of my son, Connor. He said, from the first day I stepped foot here, Papa has not laid hands on me and delivered me. But the things I used to do, I don't do them again. You know what? Because the first day he came here, he took communion. <laughs> he doesn't know, but I know. He took communion. Every day we take communion here. He took the communion. All of a sudden, the communion said, hmm, you can't do this thing again. Even when he wants to, something tells him no. I want to. Something tells me no. The communion. You cannot have part of Jesus in you. And not behave like Jesus. But now, the part of Jesus that must be in you, doctrine and theology says that if you are a this, and you are a that, and you are a that, change before you come and take it. Then why do you need it? This is what is supposed to change you. So if you must change before you, if you, if you are healthy, do you go to the hospital? Oh. Tayo, answer me. If you are Mr. Forey, if you are healthy, do you go to the hospital? Give me medicine. Why? I just came, give me medicine. No. You go because you are sick. We take the communion because we are dealing with the devil. And every day, we need the body and the blood inside us to mix us with, to mix up with our blood and to mix up with our flesh so that at a point in time, as he is, we shall also. If people marry for a very long time, the reason why they, be, they resemble each other is because they mix up certain things. Children are here. I won't talk. Amen. They mix up certain things. So after some time, hallelujah, they resemble each other because they have mixed up blood. Uh-huh. So part of this one is inside. Part of this one is inside. Now they begin to resemble each other. As you eat the communion. Today, I want you to take the body and the blood with this understanding. I don't care how long that situation has been. This thing that you are taking will change everything. Sally took it. 
the tumor in her brain that was growing again the same place she went there they said it is vanished i don't care what problem it is yesterday i was talking to one young man and the lord told me that from now to the end of the month our night of supernatural encounter the lord told me that somebody will come to the church who is an adult but who wets the bed in the night it's like without wearing diapers or that you know and the lord told me that it is a demonic oppression maybe you are online you may be coming maybe you are here the lord has not showed me the person but whatever issue it is i want you to say it over the communion take that communion and then pray over it god bless you can you pray over it for just one minute whatever you want now the communion is neutral when we bless it what you have said over it is what will happen believe it believe it so bible says that the night before jesus was crucified he took bread it was bread when he blessed it and he broke it he didn't call it bread again van dyke and then afterwards when you are taking the cup and then he blessed it he didn't call it drink he said my blood my blood when we bless what you are holding and we break it it is not bread it is not wafer it is not cracker it is the body of christ it takes care of the life of the world father we bless the bread by faith we receive it by the instruction of the scriptures and we decree and declare it is the body i want you to break it now that thing you are holding is not just bread lift up the cup father we bless the content of the cup it may be juice it may be drink but lord by faith and by understanding we receive it as the blood of jesus as we eat this body and we drink this blood let the life of the world inside of us go out now before you take the communion if you are here and you are not born again or you are online i want you to pray this prayer with me because that is the only criteria say dear lord jesus thank you for your word of truth with my heart i believe that you came to die and you've paid for all my sins with my mouth i confess that jesus is lord over my life i am born again in jesus name now brothers and sisters at free will liberty let's eat the body and drink the blood whatever you said over the body and the blood i decree and i declare that it is done i declare that you return with a testimony and i declare that you return with the power of god when you live here because you are conscious of what you are carrying the devil will not be able to molest you again he will not be able to trouble you again depression is gone anxiety is gone you are blessed in the name of jesus say i'm blessed in jesus name hallelujah now open your eyes i want you to lift up an offering unto the lord as the lord has blessed you now by the grace of god ladies and gentlemen we have let me say we have or we are taking over the other facility the other facility oh i thought you give a clap unto the lord because we are expanding and we need to make room for expansion 
So we, we are taking over. As a matter of fact, from this month, we started paying the full of the two. Amen. And that is a fortune. Hallelujah. But I know that the Lord has positioned you and I to sponsor his work. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to lift up an offering or your tithe or a seed. Remember the last Sunday of the month, we will do missions offering for our missionaries in Morocco. We have missionaries we are sponsoring in Morocco. In an Islam, Muslim dominated country. They have home churches. And they have opened 65 home churches. Yeah. And we are sponsoring them to increase it. So we will be here with all the liberty. But I will be sponsoring people who don't have the liberty to push through and win souls for Jesus. Please lift up that powerful offering. Don't deny God your tithe. Your 10% is for God. Give God a due and you'll be surprised what he will do. That is the bitter truth. But let's believe it and let's work it. Please, joyfully and gladly lift it up. We have those of you online. We have the giving portal online. Father, what a privilege and what a blessing to sow, to sow on a good soil. Please, we are humbled and privileged to be considered servants to work in partnership with you, with our resources. Please bless it and receive it. Jesus mighty and blessed name. Amen. Please joyfully drop it in. The Lord has blessed you. You're working. You have resources. Don't deny God your tithe. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Put him to test. Believe the word raw and flow. Jesus blessed and mighty name. Amen. Now, let me quickly reiterate this and then we will share the grace and the goodness and that will be out of here. Of course, the food drive will be in at 2 p.m. We will do 2 p.m. the food drive. Amen. And please, if you can, do stay around and then help. Fellowship. Church, or when we say fellowship, it's not just about coming and then leaving. After service, make time. That is why we always eat. Make time. Talk to somebody. Be friends with somebody. Check on somebody. Find out if somebody has a problem. Maybe the Lord will put the solution in your hands or in your pocket. Amen. So that you solve it. Hallelujah. So please fellowship. Be friends with somebody. Your next level breakthrough may be through that person. The person may connect you to somebody. Hallelujah. You may never know. And then next week Sunday. Of course it's a very major Sunday. Because it's pastor's appreciation. It's very important. Yeah. It's very important. It is, listen, it is a spiritual truth that also is a bitter pill that many don't want to listen. But let me tell you something. If God gives you a gift in the form of a spiritual leader and you honor and appreciate the person, the Lord will do more through the person for you. Because every man or woman of God comes with grace. The grace doesn't work except you activate it. Yeah. And one of the ways of activating the grace upon a servant of God's life, one day, Isaac was uh, uh, um, about to die. And he told Esau, he said, go and bring me venison. Why would he not just bless him? There are certain times you can provoke the grace over the servant of God. The case of the Shunammite woman. Bible said that every day, the woman built a penthouse. The best part of her, 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 her home, she gave it to the man of God. The penthouse, the top. And then, because in those days, the top was the best. 
Because when you are there, if there is an attack coming, you will see and be able to run. Gave it to the man of God. The man of God kept enjoying. They didn't say anything. One time, the man of God went. The woman at this time was around 60 years, getting to 63. And then the, woman, the, the man of God said, what does this woman want so that I'll give it to her? She didn't ask for it. The woman said, I don't need anything. I'm rich. I live amongst my people. The man of God's servant said, there is something more than money that you need. The man of God said, a year by now, you'll have a baby. The woman couldn't even believe it. Because the woman didn't ask for it. She provoked the anointing, the grace over that vessel by her honoring. Why am I preaching this? Do I need it? No. But it is for our good. Paul said, I know how to abase and how to abound. Hallelujah. Thank God, brothers and sisters, where we are coming from, we know where to abase and where to, But it is important. It's a scriptural truth. That scripture that we read in the book of Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 19 or so, where, where we say that, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his rich. It didn't come out of the sky. They honored Paul. They gave their substance. Paul took it. My goodness. And then he said, what you have given me, it is a sweet savor unto the Lord. It was Paul that took it. But he said, it is a sweet smelling incense unto the Lord. And then he was provoked. He said, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. It came in response to honoring him. Now, I'm teaching you this not because, uh, because I teach you the truth anyway. Not because it is expedient for me, but because it will be a blessing to the ministry. Yeah, A place where they honor their spiritual parents, the Lord always multiplies them in all areas. So come in Sunday, put it on your agenda. If the Lord has not laid anything on your heart, don't say that I won't go. Come. That is not the reason why you should come or not. Amen. If you, the Lord lays anything, do it. If he doesn't, feel free. Maybe at another time, the Lord will, do, will lay something on your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I'm saying that don't let it. But I'm teaching you because it is a scriptural truth. And then also, in the evening, our parent-affiliated church um, has invited us to have a joint, powerful celebration with them um, at um, Turning Point. Our instrumentalists, our musicians are going, and all our leaders and our members are going. Now, so, do you have the flyer? I sent it. Yes, look at that. And it, it is for his glory. That is the joint service between Holy Hill Chapel and Turning Point Church. Hallelujah. Powerful. And it is going to be at 6 p.m. over there at Turning Point. So, the address will be projected well, and then you can all have it. Amen. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. If we are still working on some powerful marriage ceremony that should come on coming next weekend, if it will be so at the appointed time and all that, we will communicate it on Wednesday. Hallelujah. And that will be for our sister Yudis. Where is sister Yudis? Yeah. Show your hand up. Uh-huh. Show your hand up so that if a young man is praying over you, they will know that the prayer will not be answered. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh -huh. God bless you. And as she's going, so will every young lady here be married. You, and you are online, you are connected, you'll be married. Nobody will arrest you and put you in a corner somewhere. No, 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 no. You'll be blessed. 
Your marriage will be blessed. <laughs> Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take a prophetic declaration. With long life, full of prosperity, and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. I love you. I'll see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m. Central Time, or I'll see you here on Wednesday. God bless you. I love you, and bye-bye.